Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Weak and wrong, the two key words we need to know to understand Joe Biden. He is weak and he is wrong. And what's happening over there in Ukraine would not be happening under a President Trump right now. Everybody understands that, whether here or in their hearts, they know this is a mess that could have been avoided. Anyway, let's take a look at what happened today. Well, it's not exactly saving Private Ryan, but this is not good. And it was all avoidable. President Trump put out a statement this morning, and I think it does kind of capture the mood. Our country has totally lost its self-confidence. Individually, we haven't. People are confident or they lack confidence. But Joe Biden at the very top, yeah, this is nobody feels confident about this. And I mentioned Republicans and Democrats alike. You know, Robert Gates has worked for Republicans and Democrats. Uh, there he is, former director of the CIA, former secretary of defense. He was working for Reagan, George H.W. Bush, and Barack Obama. And this guy had Joe Biden's number, big time. Take a look, in his memoir, famous now, a famous quote, I think he, Joe Biden, has been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past for decades, decades, uh, he's right. You know what I'm about to read to you. Still, I think he's been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. Would he be an effective commander in chief? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think. I stand by that statement. We disagreed significantly on Afghanistan and some other issues. Um, I think that, I think as I say elsewhere in the memoir, I think, I think that uh, the vice president had some issues with the military. Joe Biden had issues with the military. Oh boy. Could you just see Joe yelling at generals? I can, I can actually see that. Can you actually hear him bragging about, well, my son, Bo, right? We can actually, we know that. That's him. Here he is boasting once again about how tough he is. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Wow. Talk is cheap, isn't it? Say anything you have to to become president. And once you are, just give it away. Literally. I'm not so sure he has uh, is certain what he's going to do. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. 
wow, whatever happened to standing up to him? It all just goes away. It was meaningless. But something that was happening that we didn't notice, Putin has been studying Joe Biden for a long time, and he's not been impressed. There they are in a video conference link. Take a look at uh, Vladimir sitting at the end of the table. He's smirking. He's not impressed. You think this is a small thing? It actually is a big thing. When they met in uh, Switzerland for that summit, uh, Joe is all smiles, you know, typical politician. And however, his counterpart is all business. Joe is thinking about the cameras. This guy is thinking about the next 50 years. That's what we get out of our politicians. They're cheap. They are thinking only about re-election. Joe's thinking a lot about Hunter and money. So this does not apply, obviously. When I'm president, things are going to change. Yeah, the tank started rolling almost right away. The tank started rolling. Things, in fact, have changed. And something else that has made the world weaker, not only America, but the world, January 6th. The reaction, the overreaction to January 6th, the hyping, the distortion, and what people seem to think is okay, that it's okay that a woman, an unarmed woman, was shot and killed on that day. You know who was watching and taking notes? Our enemies, yes, including Putin. People went into U.S. Congress with political demands. 400 people are now facing criminal charges. They are facing prison terms of up to 20, maybe 25 years. They are called homegrown terrorists. They are being accused of many other things. 70 people were arrested right there on the spot. 30 of them are still arrested. On what grounds? Not quite clear. One of the participants, a woman, was shot dead on the spot. She was not threatening with, uh, you know, with arms or anything. Isn't that amazing? Putin gets it. Our left-wing media doesn't. Our Democrats in Congress don't. A woman was killed. People have been thrown in jail. Unclear why. And it's kind of sad that he sees it and he also sees that we're not the good guys like we used to be. Political prisoners, yes, Russia's been doing that for a long time. Now America is. All right, back to Joe and his big talk. I asked the question, how many of you today are concerned there's a, for the first time in your career, a genuine possibility of a nuclear war? In January, it would have been about 1%, and they would have thought it would occur if only if ISIS got a hold of a nuclear weapon or an accident occurred. Folks, this breaking down of the international and national norms is the glue that holds the liberal world order together and holds together our system. What system is he talking about? Because I didn't like the system that they were running. Globalism is what he's talking about. I don't like a system where a mediocre, below average guy like him can become not only president, but a rich man. Here's just a small portion of the Biden family earnings. When he's not talking big, when he's not talking greedy, he's just boasting in the weirdest way. And all of his interactions with uh, Putin, I don't, think, I don't think it worked out like this. Do you? And as I turned, we were coincidentally 
just about this far apart, looking at each other. And I said, and I wasn't being a wise guy. I said, Mr. President, I'm looking into your eyes, and you have no soul. And he looked back at me, and he said, we understand one another. I don't think so. I don't think it happened like that, looking into the guy's eyes, saying no soul. Look at these guys together. Look at Joe, by the way. I mean, that is the classic career politician, whether he's with uh, a world leader or an Eagle Scout. That's the pose. That's his mode. You think he's going to mess with Putin, by the way? If you if we know about the money, I think Putin knows about the money, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think he played that game. All right. So the system that Joe Biden likes so much, Republicans and Democrats alike, all rotten. And I looked the man in the eye. I found it to be very straightforward and trustworthy. Uh, we had a very good dialogue. I was able to um, get a sense of his soul. See, our political system produces amateurs like Bush um, and Putin, by the way. Presidents come and go, and Putin just watches them come and go. How about that? Same for China. Same for China. Uh, there's Xi and presidents just come and go. Something I think we may want to start thinking about as a country, everybody, uh, lifting the two-term limit for presidents. It's relatively new in the Constitution where that was uh, so ordered. FDR in the 20th century was elected four times as president. In fact, the uh, two-term limit was in reaction to, to that. Look, when you have presidents turning around every two years almost, really, to start running again for president. They don't have time for strategic thought. We get mediocre people for these jobs, like, and look at these guys when they show up to the Iowa State Fair, like they actually like corn dogs. Obama, uh, this is ridiculous. Bernie, Romney, he has no interest in any of this stuff. Jeb Bush, look at that. He looks like he's being tortured. Hillary Clinton, I mean, how stupid can you get? Now, in fairness to all these guys, Donald Trump, Went to the fair, and yes, he had a corn dog, but let's face it, this is the kind of thing we know he would eat. And he also did not hide who he actually is. He brought his own helicopter and gave kids rides. Uh, boy, oh boy, the, they were they could not figure him out. It was beautiful. Stay with us. Uh, you're going to meet the woman who is vetting Supreme Court candidates, okay? Her name is Minion Moore, and... She is a board member of Black Lives Matter. Be right back. Hey, I'm Rob Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's coming. All I, I can say... Is, is that, that the fake news just, just doesn't, doesn't get, get it, do they? <laughs> they don't. And you know how much the fake news loves Black Lives Matter as an organization, as a movement. They embrace it. Um, so they're not really at all disturbed that Minion Moore, some woman named Minion Moore, now has a pretty serious job vetting uh, Supreme Court candidates and promoting Supreme Court candidates for the Biden administration. Take a look. There's an old hand in politics, been around since the Clinton administration, but 
I think most fascinatingly, she is a board member of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. You know about the problems with this, right? I mean, everybody is distancing themselves from Black Lives Matter. Oh, yes, and she's into all this stuff as well. Um, Black Lives Matter has been ensnared in controversy because the leadership, well, they spent a lot of money on houses all over the place, and it's a total disgrace. Everybody knows it, even Amazon Amazon is as woke as they come. They have distanced themselves from uh, Black Lives Matter. They were giving them tens of millions of dollars, but they're not anymore because the charity just wasn't checking out. So Amazon is saying goodbye, Black Lives Matter. The Biden administration says hello to a senior member of its board. That's not right. And this person who supports Black Lives Matter, which is a socialist organization, which is anti-family, is now going to weigh in on our next Supreme Court justice. That's wrong. All right, also this. So there's Pete Buttigieg, Edge, fake news favorite, Secretary of Transportation, even though he doesn't know much about transportation. Uh, this guy, oof. All right, more on why they like him in a moment, but this is in the Daily Mail. Take a look. Is this trouble? Exclusive. Pete Buttigieg accepted $250,000 in gifts from mayoral campaign donors who were later awarded $33 million in city contracts. And it's it's all outlined there and uh, ooh, gifts, cigars, alcohol, all kinds of stuff that he was getting. But here's the deal. Uh, Pete most likely did not do anything illegal. I mean, this is politics, unfortunately. This is the way the crummy system works. $250,000 and you get some uh, contracts? Yeah, Joe Biden knows all about it. You go out, Lynn, and bundle $250,000 for me, all legal, and then you call me after I'm elected and say, Joe, I'd like to come and talk to you about something. <laughs> you didn't buy me, but it's human nature. You helped me. I'm going to say, sure, Lynn, come on in. Yep, that's the way this crummy system works. You've been doing it your whole life. Pete is a little bit newer to the game, but he's learned quick. Here he is, nice guy, uh, filling potholes, just a photo op. Turns out he's taking money and uh, getting all kinds of gifts. Not good. Now he's the Secretary of Transportation. That is a big job. So how did he get this job? Now, the fake news I mentioned, they really love him. They made a lot out of his so-called military service, all right? This is major fakery, believe me. Let's go to his memoir where he talks about his arduous life in the military. Military, the military will always be one of the highlights of my life, but the price of admission was an ongoing flow of administrativia, fancy word for paperwork. Military duty was almost like a vacation. Uh, let's see, what else here? Uh, I would be expected to work 40 hours a week, a positively relaxing tempo. He's talking about his time in the military compared to my schedule as full-time mayor running for re-election. Well, let me tell you, when I was in the military, it wasn't a vacation for people who served in the real military and didn't skip boot camp. He had a weird program where you could. Uh, this was no vacation. You had to do a hell of a lot more than fill out some paperwork. All right, back to his memoir, Mayor Pete. I can't stand this guy, I'm sorry. His, his, his military life, it was a kind of political Sabbath. There was time to work out, eat properly, catch up with old friends over dinner, and get a good night's sleep. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, I had felt a sense of purpose, maybe even idealism, that can only be compared to the feeling of a starting a political campaign. He's talking about the time he got to Afghanistan. These are his thoughts. 
I'm starting a political campaign in Afghanistan. And who's his idol? Take a look at this. Uh, I thought back to 2004 and John Kerry's presidential run and then remembered that it was during that campaign that I saw the iconic footage of his testimony as the spokesman for Vietnam veterans against the war. Well, I remember that as well. And John Kerry is detested to this day by genuine veterans of military service for what he did. And it turns out that this is Pete Buttigieg's idol. That's amazing. So they liked his military service, but what the fake news likes even more about Mayor Pete, quite frankly, is his orientation, his sexuality. I don't care, it makes no difference, but boy, oh boy, they could not stop writing, uh, talking about it, that he was gay. Who? cares. They do for some reason. And I compare and contrast Mayor Pete's, uh, who's now Secretary Pete, his experience running for president to a guy named Wayne Massam. Now, Mayor Wayne Massam is the mayor of Miramar, Florida. And Miramar, Florida is a pretty big town, uh, 140,000 residents. South Bend, it's, it's much bigger, 40,000 uh, more people in Miramar than in South Bend. This guy ran for president in 2019, 2020 as well. He was pretty serious about it. This is Wayne Massant. Take a look. I'm passionate about the American dream because it's not a fictitious thing for me. It's real for me. Went to Florida State on a football scholarship. The legendary coach Bobby Bowden won a national championship there. Started a construction business with my wife. We were recognized by the United States Green Building Council for building the first lead platinum school in the Southeast United States. I became the first African-American mayor of the city of Miramar when I unseated a 16-year incumbent. The city of Miramar actually was able to beat out China and bring jobs to our city. Hey, I'm impressed. Why didn't we hear about this guy? I mean, we never heard about him. He, they wouldn't let him participate in the debates. There, there was no Mayor Massam from Miramar, Florida. No. Uh, why is that? Well, a big chunk of it is he came from a traditional family, has a wife, and uh, the wife is a woman. And the media didn't have too much to write about. That's it. That's how silly this game is. Politics. Seriously, you put up the mayor, uh, Mayor Massam, next to Pete Buttigieg. Mayor Massam, he deserved a shot. And because of identity politics, it's actually funny that identity politics hurts a guy like Wayne Massam. That's not right. Stay with us. We're going to check in on the convoy that's coming from California to Washington, D.C. Are we copying the Canadians? Kind of, but it's great. Be right back. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. All right, the Canadian truckers. It was fun while it lasted. They basically are uh, dispersing them, and uh, I don't think it's right, but guess what? It's contagious. Is happening in America. A bunch of truckers, a huge convoy taking shape in California. Destination 
Washington, D.C. Now, we want everybody, obviously, to drive safe, to obey all the laws, to take it easy. You see, there are cars, too. Little cars, SUVs. You don't have to be a trucker. You can have a car and be in this uh, parade as well. Take a look at this. You see, the people are responding, okay? There's one bridge. And then a little bit further on, close to Needles, California. I've been there. Look at all those people turning out. And look at how long the line of trucks is, all right? So this is turning into something pretty big. Destination, Washington, D.C. Now, I hope when they get to D.C., they don't do anything crazy, all right? I don't want to... I've heard different accounts about what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Are they going to try to shut down traffic? I actually am not big a big fan of that. Look at this big festival. That's great. I I love hearing the horns. Maybe they'll blow the horns and we'll be able to hear the horns when Joe Biden is giving his State of the Union address. Could that happen? His State of the Union will happen next uh, next Tuesday night. Imagine that. Could you hear the horns from the outside? Probably not. So they're on their way to Washington, D.C. And guess who's there to greet them? The National Guard. Uh, They've been activated. Uh, Pentagon, the mayor of D.C., they've made arrangements and that's fine. I'm uh, I'm all right with that. You know, it's a it's a big um, okay. But remember when they talked about having the National Guard respond to Black Lives Matter summer? This was happening uh, a half mile from my house. A half mile from my house. Look at this. This is like a bad Batman and Robin movie. This is like <laughs> unbelievable chaos and mayhem. And the moment they brought up bringing in the National Guard, remember Tom Cotton? He wrote that beautiful op-ed for the New York Times. Hey, send in the troops. One thing above all else will restore order to our streets. An overwhelming show of force to disperse, detain, and ultimately deter lawbreakers. Because we had pandemonium. Remember what they did to this guy after he wrote it? We need to understand the danger of what Senator Tom Cotton says. Our democracy stands on a knife's edge. I abhor Tom Cotton's um, uh, recommendation that basically you treat American cities like Baghdad. What Tom Cotton is proposing is way out of line with the situation. It totally uh, misunderstands the American political system. He has no excuse for his ignorance. Um, Tom Cotton went to Harvard Law School. He knows the Constitution of the United States. He has no excuse uh, to engage in this dangerous demagoguery. Dangerous? It's common sense. You know what was dangerous? This stuff was dangerous. Sending in the National Guard is a no-brainer. So the National Guard, they love them when they don't agree with the cause. They don't like the truckers, so great, bring in the National Guard. They love Black Lives Matter. Bringing in the National Guard is an existential threat to our democracy. It's all a bunch of junk. By the way, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, when they stayed Joe Biden's ridiculous vaccine mandate, and they did, they cited a trucker. Did you note this? All else equal, a 28-year-old trucker spending the bulk of his workday in the solitude of his cab is simply less vulnerable to COVID-19 than, say, a 62-year-old prison janitor. I loved it. It made such sense. The truckers have been bearing the brunt of a lot, and they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Oh, and oh, by the way, another reason why the media don't like them, because Trump obviously is in with the truckers. 
Okay, something else that we want to touch on. Uh, the post office, they are sticking to normal gas-powered vehicles, much to the chagrin of Joe Biden and his uh, environmental green thumb friends. There are more than 600,000 vehicles in the federal fleet, including the majority of which, I say the largest portion of which are at the post office. The federal government owns and maintains an enormous fleet of vehicles. We're going to harness the purchasing power of our federal government to make sure we're buying clean electric vehicles that are made and sourced by union workers right here in America. We have 600,000 federal vehicles that we, the federal government owns. They're going to all end up being electric vehicles, electric vehicles. Sorry, Joe, it's actually not up to you. The U.S. Post Office, curiously, is very independent, and uh, the president can't order this. And the U.S. Postal Service finalizes plans to purchase mostly gas-powered delivery fleet, and that is defying the EPA and the White House. I love it. By the way, Joe really is something else. You know, he... he made a bunch of videos where he's driving around in muscle cars and selling. These are great cars, but then he turns around and says he's Mr. Electric. Take a look. I didn't get a chance to flash shift in a second. I was afraid I'd go through those guys. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, we're talking about cars and what car you'd like to see come back. I love this car. Nothing but incredible memories. Every time I get in, I think of my dad and Bo. God, can my dad drive a car. Oof. The thing I like most. Can he never stop pandering? Bo and his dad. Control. Keep this going. Is just now, you stand in the front here. This is iconic industry. How can American-made vehicles no longer be out there? I believe that we can own the 21st century market again by moving to electric vehicles. That's and enough. That's the way, enough. They tell he has, me, he, he totally ruins it. Takes a Corvette for a joyride that was moderately cool for about eight seconds, and now he's got to talk about electric cars as he sits in an ancient Corvette. Cool Corvette, by the way. Stay with us. We're going to meet the organizer of the convoy, the truck convoy, USA style. Be right back. Well, they're on the move. The People's Convoy. Uh, footage from today in California, they are on their way. And look at this. Okay, there's the parking lot. They're moving out, but there are a lot of cars involved in this, cars and pickup trucks. It is a very long line, and it's getting longer. Go to the next clip, please. You'll see, uh, oh, the people turning out. Look at this. Okay, there's one overpass. And then the next overpass, you see more people as the word gets out. A lot of enthusiasm for this people's convoy got one more as a guy oh yeah look at that and look at how long i don't know how many trucks this is let's see if we can figure it out uh uh one two three four five too many to count too many to count well right now i am joined by a truck driver he's on a bus on interstate 40 approaching kingman arizona right now his name is marcus somers marcus welcome to newsmax and uh how you doing Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? 
I'm good. And listen, you're one of the co-organizers of this thing. You're, you, you made it happen. Let me just ask you this. What are, you, what are your plans? When you get there, what are you going to do? When we get there, what are we going to do? Well, first of all, I'd like to say uh, we are we come in peace and unity. Uh, we are 100 percent law abiding convoy. And our message and purpose is to end the state of emergency that gave rise to the mandates. Uh, by doing so, restoring freedom and liberty through implementing accountability. Um, we're not going into the D.C. proper, so we will not be there for the State of the Union. And I'd like to also mention that we are uh, we're not associated with Bob Polis or other convoys who are planning to go into D.C. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, we're, we're uh, you know, we're demanding that and, and we uh, we we intend to stick around until our demands are met. Gotcha. Hey, Bob. I mean, I'm sorry, Marcus. Bob's the other guy. You're not him. Marcus, I'm glad to hear you say that. You don't want to you're not going to break any rules. I have heard a rumor that you guys are looking to shut down traffic on I-95 uh, or the Beltway, 495. Uh, anything to that? No, that's not us. I, I, we did hear things like that as well. Uh, I don't know where that comes from for sure. That's not us. Absolutely not us. Like I said, we're, uh, we're you know, we're, we're about being 100% law-abiding, and, uh, and uh, we, we have no intention of shutting the traffic down. Well, fantastic. Listen, um, this is a lot of money. You got big trucks. How many are in your convoy, by the way? Any estimate at this point? I think the total count was right around 1,100. That wow. was the last that I, I How long is that? How long is 1,100 trucks? Like how many? That's miles, right? Yeah, we just got word that it was it was six miles, about six miles or so, a little over six miles long right now. There's other people joining in, of course. I don't know how many, but, you know, that's the way it goes. People uh, people passing by, they just join in and travel along uh, for a time, if, uh, you know, however much time they have. So that's that's the, the nice part about it, you know, just extending the convoy even longer. Uh, it's been a really good good ride so far today, uh, and uh, it's just amazing. It's incredible to see all the people out on the overpass. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, what we received back at, at, at California at Atlanta Stadium was just, it was just amazing. It was very emotional to see and read just a fraction of, of the letters that children wrote, kids wrote us. Uh, well, I say us, I mean the truckers, uh, they give us all their, their envelopes with, with a little drawing, something they drew or something they wrote up with money in to give to the truckers. And uh, the pouring of, of love and support Great. has just been overwhelming. And uh, it's amazing. Hey, so, Marcus, uh, speaking of money, <laughs> these trucks, I mean, it takes a lot to fuel them, keep them going. A lot of guys, I take it, are taking time off from their regular jobs. We heard about the Canadian truckers. They were getting money from GoFundMe and then Give, Send, Go. GoFundMe shut them down. The government gave them all kinds of problems. Do you have a public fundraising component to all of this? Uh, everything is on our website. The website has details on how to donate. It also has, talks about the routes uh, and the uh, stopping points where people can come and support. But yeah, the, uh, there's there's PayPal, the credit card. Uh, we've been getting a lot of cash and uh, and also crypto. So there's uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum if you, they want to donate using crypto. All right. The People's Convoy. And uh 
This is pretty exciting. So once you get there, uh, once you get there, where where are you going to go? You said you're not going to go into D.C. proper. I mean, you got to have some idea. You're going to park. You got you got to you're going to do something, right? We're going to we're going to be headed towards D.C. Uh, I can tell you also that I just want to make clear that this is not just for truckers. This is for everybody who loves freedom and what America has to offer in the way of freedom for our future generations. And the money, all the money that we receive will be used for convoy expenses. Excellent, excellent. How's life on the bus? You've only been on it for about seven hours or so, maybe less. And uh, uh, what's it like? Well, I don't know if you can see me doing this, you know, a little bit. The, the computer is, is moving a little bit. I'm holding the screen, but it's been pretty uh, uneventful, which is great. Uh, we were anticipating an uneventful uh, trip all the way across the uh, the great USA. We have uh, uh, we have a lot of uh, donated food items. We have a lot of uh, donated water. And, uh, hey, Marcus, I got to jump in. I forgot. I got to, I got something else to ask you here. Um, the woman from Canada who was arrested. One of the organizers, as you know, you may have seen, we saw the footage. She was arrested. She's still in jail. They're talking about keeping her there for 10 years. Are you worried about anything like that? I'm sure she said she was law-abiding as well. I heard that. We interviewed a lot of truckers. They said the same thing you were saying. You know, we're law-abiding. And by the way, I happen to believe you, and I believe them. But you see how the cops treated them up in Canada. Yeah, and that's just, that's just it is just simply amazing what is happening in Canada and we love, love you guys up to the north. God bless you guys. We're praying for you all. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we come into this and we, we've all been threatened. Uh, all of our lives have been threatened. And um, it's something we must mush on. Uh, we, we have to keep going. This is what we have to do. And, you know, I, I like to say, you know, I never got to serve my country uh, in the military. But uh, I feel this is a way that I can serve my country. And I'm proud to do so. And it's uh, I have no fears. Uh, there is a high I believe in a higher power. And um, we're going to do this. I do want to make mention about this this fancy. Uh, I'm not sure what they call it, but uh, there was a gentleman that came all the way from Hawaii with his son. And he had five of these and he gave them to us. And uh, just what an honor to, to, to have that happen and experience it. So. We're wearing it. It is. It's. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I believe. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm. I'm glad you mentioned it, Marcus, because I was looking at it the whole time and wondering. <laughs> so thank you very much. Listen. Uh, safe yes. drive. Stay in touch, Marcus Somers, co-organizer of the People's Convoy. Check it out online. Thank you, and we'll be right back. So, uh, Vladimir Putin and his forces taking over Ukraine, it seems, uh, section by section. How long, how far will this go? And how handcuffed is Joe Biden right now from reacting with, well, reacting and handling this thing in our best interests, America's best interests? Remember these numbers. Take a look. Ukraine, through Burisma, Hunter Biden got $3.4 million at least. The mayor of Moscow's wife several years ago paid uh, Hunter Biden three and a half million. We know about that. What other money is on the is out there? 
And how was this handcuffing, if at all, Joe Biden? I think it is. Let's meet uh, our next guest, Peter Schweitzer. He is the president of the Government Accountability Institute and author of Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. He's written numerous books on uh, Democrat corruption. Uh, Peter, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. Good to be with you as always, Greg. So I have been thinking about that a lot. Uh, it, it looks like Joe Biden is compromised <laughs> with the Ukrainians and the Russians. And I can't I, I can't imagine that that's not impacting his decision making right now. No, I think you're exactly right, Greg. I mean, look, if you are a officer in the United States military or you work for the CIA in the State Department, uh, you're not allowed, if you have a security clearance, to have your spouse or family members doing deals with sketchy people around the world. That's exactly what Hunter Biden was doing. We also know, Greg, that Joe Biden himself benefited from these deals because Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have intermingled finances. Uh, so it's not just a Hunter Biden problem, it's a Joe Biden problem. And there's no way that this is not clouding his judgment and he's making assessments on ways that he has to protect his family from the very real vulnerabilities that arise when you do deals with these kind of corrupt, sketchy people. Technically, right now, I believe Hunter Biden is under federal investigation. We heard that from Hunter just before uh, his father was sworn in. I heard they're talking to uh, some of his ex-girlfriends. Are you hearing anything about that probe? Are they just going through the motions or is it productive? Could something happen here? No, I think something could happen here. I mean, Greg, what's really interesting is a grand jury was convened in the summer of 2018. This came about uh, three months after I first broke the story on the deals involving China and Hunter Biden. Uh, that grand journey continues to exist. It's unusual that it lasts this long. Uh, and that indicates to me uh, that they are on the trail of something. We know that the grand jury is operating. We know that in 2019, the Internal Revenue Service subpoenaed records from Morgan Stanley. That's where Hunter Biden does a lot of his financial work. They were looking for all financial transactions from Chinese banks to Hunter Biden. Uh, there certainly is a lot of questions on whether he pay taxes uh, related to Burisma. Uh, but this goes to the heart of the problem, which is Joe Biden has consistently lied and deceived uh, about this relationship. Remember, Greg, his first position was that Hunter Biden didn't have any of these deals. Then his position was Hunter had them, but he didn't know about them. And of course, that was disproven. Then he said, well, I didn't get any money. I didn't get any money from these deals. We now know from the Hunter Biden laptop, that's not true. So Look, let's be very clear. We know that Russia for a long time, beginning in the Cold War to the present day, we know that China at the present day uses these kinds of financial relationships for leverage. They gather what the Russians call compromat, uh, and they are looking for elite capture. That's what Beijing talks about. And it's pretty clear to me that that's what they have with Joe Biden. His response to Russia's aggression in Ukraine has been lukewarm at best. These sanctions are not very aggressive. Uh, they're not going to have much of a bite, as far as I can tell, uh, to what's going on. And of course, he's been very soft on China. Uh, if this were a middle-ranking national security official in the United States and his family had these commercial deals, they would be busting open the investigation. So that's why I'm optimistic as to where this grand jury is going. 
So, uh, by the way, your book is excellent, and uh, the re most recent one is about China, and I've given it away as a gift, actually, to some key people I know. But I'd like to put this graphic up. It's President Xi and all the presidents who have come and gone since he's uh, been in office. And then let's go to Putin and all of the presidents who have come and gone. And I want to run this by My sense is this puts us at a real disadvantage. These guys are thinking the long game. And... Our system here, and it's it's a great system, we love it, but um, turning over like that puts us at something of a disadvantage. Uh, it absolutely does, Greg. And look, here's the larger picture we have to be aware of with American weakness. What is Putin doing? What are Xi doing? They are increasingly cooperating. Now, historically, China and Russia have been rivals. They have that long border. They've been fighting for influence in the region, but they are signing serious deals. So while we are sanctioning uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia, Russia is striking commercial deals with China in the energy sphere, for example. They're going to be very lucrative to Moscow and are going to help China with its vulnerability to energy. So that graphic that you just showed, those pictures, is vitally important. But we also have to recognize that these two countries that historically have been rivals are now working increasingly closely together. And part of that is the weakness of this present. Because let's remember, twice Russia has gone into Ukraine. They did it during the Obama administration. They did nothing during the Trump administration. And now that Biden's in the White House, they are moving on Ukraine again. Uh, you've done, as we wrap up, I do want to ask you real quickly about uh, Kamala Harris. You've done extensive reporting on her, her background in San Francisco as a prosecutor and state attorney general. Um, she did not impress many people in, in Germany, uh, and her vice presidency is failing. Everybody can see that staff is, is walking out. Do you have any prediction? How is this going to play out? This seems unsustainable to me. No, I think unsustainable is a good word. I mean, look, I don't know many people or any people that think Joe Biden is going to be running for re-election in 2024. His health doesn't seem to be great. He's terrible in the polls. The problem is, who do you turn to? Do you turn to Kamala Harris? I doubt it. Uh, so the Democrats are in a dilemma. I think what's going to happen is another a person is going to up sort of fill that void and become the center of gravity in the Democratic Party. It could be a name from the past, Hillary Clinton. It could be a, a governor like Gavin Newsom, or it could be somebody that's not quite on the scene. But yeah, uh, Kamala Harris's vice presidency has been an abject failure. If you understand her history and her political rise and how it happened, it should not be a surprise to anybody uh, that she has been so lacking as a vice president. Peter Schweitzer, thank you again. Uh, take a look at the book, please, folks. It's fantastic. Red-handed, how American elites get rich, helping China win. Thank you, Peter. To be continued. Always great to be with you, Greg. Thanks. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back. <laughs> so Joe Biden is going to deliver the State of the Union on Tuesday. That's right around the time when the truckers get there. You think they can hear the horns inside the Capitol? I don't know. Hey, listen, we want to wish those truckers a safe ride, and we hope everything is nice and peaceful and law-abiding. We were so pleased to talk to Marcus, great guy, one of the organizers, and he pledged this is all about obeying the law and honoring the country, but sticking up for freedom. We love it. See you tomorrow night. Many thanks.